What's Appalachian? What are you looking at today? Where we are now? I think I think females are the backbone of any family. I think it I think it correlates with you know they're the backbone of our country. Of course, I, I feel that way wholeheartedly. Welcome back to another episode of What's Appalachian. This is Gabe Roush with Cody Greathouse. And it's, as always, great to be with you guys. It's another week. It is another week. It's a different month. We are now in March. (laughs) You're now in March. Uh, A lot busier in March, too, man. Dude, I'm telling you. Ever since the governor pushed back our uh, basketball season, we have... uh, March has been... (laughs) <laughs> it's only what March sixth, yeah. And it's already been a dog fight up to this point. It's been uh, <laughs> just on this particular day. I've been to Mingo County and back, so uh, we left this morning at nine and been gone all day. So uh, my voice is kind of hoarse yeah. a little, I guess. But uh, nay, <clears throat> sorry. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So, that, my bad. But <laughs> but it doesn't matter because we have a great episode lined up for you guys. Um this month, yes, is National Women's Month. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. How'd you know? Stumped you, didn't I? Uh, mm-hmm. It's the interwebs, I guess. Reminders on social media. True. Needed reminders. Good point. Good yeah, point. Yeah. No, so We'll definitely be touching on that here in a little bit, but first, Cody, it's time for our favorite or our favorite segment. Actually, it's my least favorite segment because this is where we kind of bitch. It's but a love hate relationship. Yeah. What grinds my beard? It's a love hate relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, who doesn't like to complain? You see it every day. I know, but. We try to stay positive, but we do. Well, but regardless, Cody, what's grinding that beard, man? I'll tell you what's grinding the old beardo is a fat old weirdo, and I don't know where I'm going with that. Actually, what grinds my beard <laughs> is Governor Jim Justice again of West Virginia. Can somebody it, else get a worse governor so we can kind of bitch or somebody? Guys, I I just I Gabe I I want to like the man. I want to like. I too. want to like I the man. Too. I think he is. He's folksy, dude. Very folksy, but I also think, uh, I, I dude, I, I feel like he's being, which I, I know he is. I feel like he's being tugged in a bunch of different directions. I get that, but like I feel like, I feel like I want to know where his heart is. Yeah. And I could be wrong. Like I could be wrong, and I know our listeners are like, "Oh yeah, it's bullshit, Cody." No way. But no, I, I'm. What grinds my beard this week is the fact that, uh, and, and I'm not mad. I am mad. My beard's grinded. But our our, our restaurants are back to full capacity. Yes, which is cool. We yeah, can go great. have a couple brewskis at. Ichiban down the road. Yeah. You know they're selling beer now. I did. I did see that. Um, but restaurants are back full capacity. We're back in school. Okay. Uh, West Virginia is kicking ass in vaccinations, whatever. Um, but we can't. The, the, the governor is still kind of 
quarantining himself away from from the press and and everything of that sort. <laughs> You're safe, but stay away from me. Yeah, like I just feel like if you want to go there and you really want to open up restaurants, and you want to do this stuff and and whatnot, uh, include yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Open up the capital, and and I'm not saying the capital's been closed, but I'm just saying yeah, uh, you know, o- open up it, the capital's been closed. Yeah, but but open up open up your your press briefings, your your yeah. press conferences and whatnot. Let 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 the press in there. Yeah, let, you let, know, I, I feel like you know, even from a coach's standpoint, um, here in West Virginia, we have the WVSSAC, which is uh, kind of the 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 overseers of high school sports here in West Virginia. Um, and, and Bernie Dolan, who is, who is the president of the SSAC, as we call it to shorten it, um, has had zero contact with the governor and decisions that have been made from, uh, in terms of sports. So, you know, the governor in terms of ever, ever since he's, he's won this election, he's had zero contact with the SSAC. He's had zero con. He, he's just kind of made decisions all the decisions have come from the governor's office. Yeah. Essentially. Without any without in, any insight from any of these yeah. organizations that he should be kinda like he has this cabinet in discussions with. They make the decision and yeah, then and then boom. it's and then it's sold. You know. Yeah. Uh I feel like if we're gonna open it back up, not not like Texas style, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't hey, want to, back to normal guys. Yeah, yeah, I don't pew, want to pew, pew pew. Pew pew, everybody gonna die. No, I don't want. I don't want to like. That was a Kevin Hart reference. Uh, I don't want to open it up, you know, in terms of like no mask mandate or anything like that. But like, if you're gonna open it up, can you at least like let the press in and yeah, let's, it's let's do that thing instead of yeah. Well, it just it makes it seem a little bit more fishy. Like you guys are safe, but I'm gonna be extra careful. Governor Justice vaccinated. Yeah. Everybody's vaccinated oh, yeah. there it, it, in that it, realm. Yeah. Like, I mean, everybody that wanted to be vaccinated. You're good, bro. Mm-hmm. At least that's what, like, Big Pharma tells us. Yeah. Eh. I guess we have to take their word on this one, right? Yeah. Nah. You can get a good look at a butcher's ass by sticking your head up a bull's. Is that? What? It's Chris Farley. I know. Tommy Boy. Yeah. Solid. But anyway, <laughs> Gabe, I want to know. What's grinding the old beard? Uh, well, um, <laughs> this past week, actually, it's 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 kind of more than one thing, but they're very closely related. This past week was what International Reading Week. You would know this as an English teacher, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this past week, several people have gotten up in arms that, mm, for lack of a better term, uh, Doctor Seuss has been a victim of cancel culture mm-hmm. because of some very controversial illustrations in some of his books. Yeah. Um, folks have been blaming the government for censoring that. And that's not been the case. Right. Uh, it was actually the Dr. Seuss foundation <laughs> <laughs> that was just like, Hey, this is kind of messed up. So we're going to pull these books from publication. Um, wasn't the government's decision. It was the foundation's decision. Yeah. Okay. Example A. Example B. Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Everybody got all up in arms that the potato heads are now going to be, I don't know, part of 
the LGBTQ plus agenda that everybody claims to be such Dude. a terrible thing when the company was just rebranding because they have multiple potato heads, Mr. and Mrs. and baby. And everybody's like, oh, I know, I, I like my Mr. Potato Heads being Mr. Potato Heads. I'm not going to buy them anymore. I'm like, well, when's the last time you bought a Mr. Potato Head? Dude, I was going to ask the same thing. <laughs> when was the last time anyone? You can't go to KB Toys and you can't go yeah. to Toys R Us yeah. anymore to buy a Mr. Potato Head. Like, who, who the hell buys Mr. Potato Heads anyway? Yeah, right, right. But to kind of bring this all in yeah. is what grinds my beard is the fact that people will, will believe these clickbait headlines oh, yeah. that are just total BS like yeah. oh well Biden's canceling Dr. Seuss because he wasn't uttered to I saw it on Parler Golly. <laughs> 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 but 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 for real that no, the, the people agree. get so up in arms I because agree. we have nothing more important to worry about in 2021 in the midst of a pandemic mm-hmm. and amidst of a in the amid, uh, sorry dude just sound it out Remember Dr. Seuss. In the midst of a, uh, a recession. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> but just the fact that there are so many more important things to worry yeah. about, that people are so irritated by um, inaccurate information yeah. about things that they consider to be canceled, when that's not even the case, number yeah. one. Yeah. But the, I don't know. I'd know. seen people on my uh, social media talking about it, and I was like, yeah, no, F this. Like, I'm not. Yeah, just. Scroll by. Not even going to talk <laughs> about this. Yeah. Which I, I didn't even, you know, I, I've been so enveloped in high school sports in the last two, three, four weeks. Like, I, I haven't really had much time to look at social media, but I saw the other day uh, they jumped online and were they were bitching and complaining about, you know, Mr. Potato Head, whatever. Like, look, well, I won't go there on the podcast. Yeah. But like, it's, it, it's, uh, I think I think the, the, the moral of this story is, Know your sources yes. and don't just like jump on, regardless of your news source. Yeah, what that headline is, mm-hmm. read into it because the guy that said the headline that says Biden cancels Dr. Seuss, you read into it. Well, the Dr. Seuss Foundation actually are the end are the entity that is yeah. the entity that pulled these books. So, yep. just just an example. But, uh, anyways, thankfully, when we grind our beards this much, we have quality barbers to help shape those beards back up we do we do yeah uh at visions barbershop and galpless ferry west virginia yep. we've got jason and justin that are ready to take care of us and get us in our tip-top shape definitely guys uh they bring a sense of old school and new school to their barbershop there in galpless ferry west virginia uh guys i can promise you, you will not be treated any better at any other barbershop that is visions barbershop guys jason and justin hit them up they will hook you up so when this episode drops on Wednesday, mm-hmm. March eighth, it will be International Women's Day. Yes, I know we kind of touched on this a minute ago, earlier in the episode, but a very well-founded day. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I think it's important to kind of talk about the the strength of women in Appalachia, the the matriarchs of Appalachia. Um, I know we've talked about this before back in earlier episodes. Uh, I believe it was with Kelsey, one of our earliest episodes. <laughs> we talked about just female empowerment yeah. um, here within Appalachian, really in the United States. And uh, it's something that's important to me and important to old Cody over here and mm-hmm. uh, and really important to 
people that are very close to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but with that said, I mean, women in Appalachia are the epitome of the strength of Appalachia in, in my eyes. No, I, yeah, I agree. Um, it, they they are the ones that are that are <laughs> fighting battles that I don't know if I'm strong enough to to battle. Well, let's you know, let's take a step back here and look at you know the the powerful people in our lives. Well, we've talked about this in past episodes in terms of the mamas. I love my mama. I love my mama. We love our mamas. Mamas are like killer dude I, i'm just saying like I, I don't i don't know how it works outside of appalachia in terms of you know family relations and whatnot uh and i know family relations in appalachia aren't always the greatest but like the the and i'm just speaking from personal experience in terms of uh impactful women in my own family you know hearing stories of my mom growing up and and my grandmother uh, and, and what they had endured and, and had overcome and experienced, uh, to me, says enough. Um, and I know there are women out there that, that go through ordeals daily. Um, and and they overcome these things. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they, they, they still have... They kick the ass. They do. And they kick ass. They take names. And they love you on the same sense, man. Like yeah. it's 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 so funny because, you know, they can be the most bitching people out there, like cool, yeah, down to earth, whatever, but like they will have your back no matter Oh yeah. No matter what. Yes. And and, and kind of like you said, like I've never had a momo outside of Appalachia, so yeah. I guess I can't speak to that. But I I feel like we have this <laughs> vibe that uh, a a woman can love you so much or you and love a woman so much, but still be equally afraid of her. <laughs> Dude, is that not the truth? <laughs> if, if, if that makes oh sense. Oh my gosh, is that not the truth? I, I mean, for the right reasons, oh, obviously. Man. Like, he's like, if I don't do, if, if I'm not acting acting right, like, I'm going to get my butt whooped. I'm telling you, man, it, it, it makes me laugh because uh, my brother, Tad, and I used to, uh, we used to try and make our grandmothers upset because we thought it was funny. You're a jerk. I know, but you know, we we always thought it was funny when they got upset. So, and, and this is just a story I want to share. Okay, um, we're at my grandmother's house. You know, she lived in town. Um, uh, uh, you know, probably five ten minutes away from our mm-hmm. house. We're hanging out one day. Um, she's babysitting both of us, and she had this. I, I guess back in the day it was pretty expensive, but it was like this record player. And it was long. I mean, it was a long... One of those big stereos? Yes. Yeah. And it was a record player and an eight-track player. And she had all these old records. Yeah. Well, there's a Conway Twitty record in there. All right. Love me some Conway. That's my mom's favorite singer, Conway Twitty. Really? Mm -hmm. Hello, darling. Nice to see you. It's It's been a long time. But anyway, <laughs> so Tad gets the great idea of taking this record out and throwing it on, like throwing on a record player, and he starts to skip it mm. like a DJ, mm. just 
scratching the shit out of it. Er-rit, er-rit, er-rit. Yes, just scratching the shit out of it. And my grandma's in the other room, you know, and, and Tad, and he had a, he had a friend with him, and dude, they are cracking up. I'm in there with him in this other living room that my grandmother had. It's I'm been cracking a up long time. It's been a long time. Ta 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 ta. No, it. <laughs> he's scratching it. They're laughing. I'm cracking up. Whatever. I'm young. You know, I'm probably like eight years old. Mm-hmm. I'm laughing because it's my big brother and I'm seeing him laugh and I'm like, oh yeah, dude, Tad's so cool scratching my grandmother's record. Awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, let's go Conway. Rock on. Uh, and <laughs> my grandma comes in there, dude, pissed. I mean, raging mad. Love and that. I look over, my brother's gone and his friend. So who does, who does Mama you, Joe you, think you, it is? You caught the blame for that. Dude, no. It, it wasn't even I caught the blame. My ass caught cheeks the backhand. Caught, <laughs> no, my ass cheeks caught the fly swatter, dude. Uh. So hard that it broke the fly swatter. And my grandma came in there, yanked that record off of the record player, and gave me an ass chewing and an ass beating like I never had before in my life. And Tad <laughs> them had just ran out her back door, like just dipped and just left me there. And she thought little... Innocent, eight, nine-year-old Cody had scratched his Conway Twitty record on this record player. And it, it, it all reverts back to you saying being scared. Like, I was scared shitless when she came in that room <laughs> and, and and did that. But, you know, I, I a lot of my memories, and I think a lot of Appalachian memories, are always tied back to, uh, you know, Mama's. Yeah, and my mom all could cook up the best. I'm not a fan of it, um, but but my family they they loved it, and I was never a big fan of. It, but tomato gravy, like what? You don't like tomato gravy? I'm I'm just not. I'm not a big fan of like hot tomatoes. Really? Yeah. Like, eat, to me, it's you like eat spaghetti. Well, yeah, like but spaghetti doesn't have hot tomatoes. It's got it's marinara, marinara has is, like it's yeah, but tomato based. It's just not the same, Gabe. I mean, tomato gravy. Like, I would rather have a solid. Like, okay, I'll flip it on the other side. In terms of mamas, like this mama in particular could make a killer squirrel gravy. I like squirrel gravy. Okay, so That's squirrel good. gravy versus tomato gravy. Which one are you taking? I like both. If you had to pick, probably squirrel. I guess exactly. Just, just See, because like squirrels a treat. Well, yeah, it's but I'm seasonal. just saying, like, it's a treat. Yeah. But, like, tomato gravy, I just can't do hot tomatoes, man. Yeah. I, I just can't. Like, it's just one of those things. Uh, but well, but back back to the main point of the story. Well, I know. Yeah. Uh, you, you just, I, I just go back to that point you made is, like, you can't, somebody loves you so much, but yet yeah. can drop the wrath of God on you in a matter of seconds. Yeah. I, and is, is one of those things. It, it's, it's crazy that, I mean, obviously... Um, as a male, the the most influential people in your life are like your mothers, mm-hmm. it, um, grandmothers, yeah. and and the wives if you are married. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 those those folks, like without a doubt, like that's not even an argument. Not even the, question. The, 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 they influence you, yeah, tremendously. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, I mean, I guess there's a day that, that we can uphold them. We should be up, upholding women. Every day. 365. Yeah. Uh, we need to get past this whole misogynistic society type yeah. feel that 
we're a lot better than we were in 1950. I'll say that. Yeah, we are, but we we've got we some room better. to grow. Yeah, so we I mean, we're, we're making strides, but we can do better. Yeah. So matriarchs of Appalachia. Yeah. Did you have any like big names that you wanted to throw out there? Or, I mean, big names. I mean, I, I mean. I know, for Appalachia. I know I'm putting you on the spot. No, but. no, no, no. I, I, I'll name two real quick. Okay. One, everybody's expecting because everybody talks about her. And she is borderline saint, Dolly Parton. Of course. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, there's no need to go into depth with that. No. Um, no. One of the more hidden... We'll leave that up to Appalachia. Yeah. Our, our, our guys got that up there. Yeah, right? they got that. They got that they up got there. That. Um, so, a matriarch that I feel like... We, we've spoke about this one. Okay. I'm gonna surprise you here is Grandma Gatewood. Dude, I swear to God I was gonna say the same thing. If you're gonna ask me that question, I yeah. swear to God I was gonna say the yeah. same damn thing. Grandma Gatewood from yes. over in Galley oh County, my God. Ohio. I yeah. mean let's be real. Not enough people know about Grandma Gatewood. I know they don't. The woman in her later years hiked the Appalachian Trail. In her what 60s. Was it? Yeah, in her sixties. What yeah. three times? Uh-huh. Did she go on to be a triple crowner? Oh, that's a good question. I know I she know. did more than the Appalachian Trail, regardless. Yeah. But she did the AT at least at least three times. Mm-hmm. So, and these were in the days that you didn't have fancy hiking gear. No. Like she literally threw a a, a duffel bag yep. over her shoulders and uh, hiked it in tennis shoes. Yeah, and she was a mom. Yeah, she was a mama, and she's pretty badass. Yeah. So, that, like in terms of folks that should be pro high profile, I think those are those are two that should be mentioned. Yeah. I, I, I want to add that Gabe and I did not discuss this before the episode. That was an impromptu <laughs> question I asked Gabe, and, we and had the he same answered idea. with my answer. Excuse me. Yeah. Um. So, let's segue a little bit. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. All right. If you had to choose a woman that was extremely impactful on your life growing up that can't be related to you. Not related. Not related. That you know personally. Right. Not family. Nothing that you know personally. Um who who would be the most impactful woman in your life, not related to you, etc. That's a tough one, man. It is. I, I think tough. a lot of our listeners will take a step back for a second and be like, oh, damn. Yeah, that's like, I don't not know. related to you. I mean, and in fairness, like, I could probably name at least a couple, but okay, I, I'm going to take this back to, like, my childhood because this is the one that just kind of came first into my mind. So growing up, uh, there was this lady named Vera Thompson. Mm-hmm. Vera. Um, she was the barmaid at the local American Legion. Okay. Uh, and, and around where I grew up. Right. All right. So she she was a family friend and everything. Like uh, her her son Ralphie was my my godfather. Yeah. Stuff like that. So like yeah we knew her. But um, g- growing up naturally in Appalachia, my hero was Dale Earnhardt. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yes. but but what I remember most about Vera, other than the fact that she was just nice, like she I she was like another grandma. Yeah. Uh. Essentially, when I was younger, I mean, it, I felt like I would get some type of Dale Earnhardt Senior memorabilia from her for any holiday, any birthday, yeah. anything like even random, 
like just a random gift. Be like, hey, I, I saw this and I picked this up for you. And just she, just that kindness of her always kind of like keeping me in mind, I guess, even though yeah. I wasn't really kin. Right. Uh, and just and just knowing what I liked, but we were close enough as uh, just as family friends that she always kind of kept that, that, I don't know, thought in the back of her mind of yeah. things that I liked. And she always took care of me. Like like I'd go to the American Legion with my dad and she'd get me my, my pop and my candy and stuff yeah. like that. And it was always there and i always thought that was nice and i i know that seems minuscule but i guess when, you, when you're a kid and you're growing up and, and and you experience this type of just i i guess it would be nurturing right or just the, yeah, i mean just just, the just genuine, from outside of the family yeah. like you you're, you're just like i i don't know yeah I, I feel like that was just a early lesson for me of how to be kind of a kind and caring person I, th- I think a i think a lesson that stems from this is you know i think our listeners would agree that and, and this just goes back with being a decent human being is sometimes some of the smallest things that you do for people yeah can be some of the most impactful moments that people have in their lives you know what i mean yeah i know yeah. i'm getting deep here no, but i'm just saying need to. you know Sometimes going out of your way to to you know pay it forward in a drive through or um you know pick someone up when they're down or whatever yeah sometimes those moments will stick with people for the rest of their lives and just hearing yeah. you tell that story I think I think that that's what flashes in my mind is that whole theme of um the 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 impact yeah. That it has on people's lives. Like you in in the grand scheme of things, you sitting here saying, like, well, you know, she bought me some Dale Earnhardt memorabilia, whatever, like, yeah, it's minuscule, but it's it's really not because yeah. kind people now in today's society are extremely hard to come by. Yeah. And I I think I think with that, uh I think that's a lesson for a lot of our listeners to to take in. Or mm. even if you're not a listener, well, I mean, I guess you have to be a listener because we're on a podcast, but <laughs> it's a lesson to take in in the grand scheme of things because kindness is not something that that is that is um that it's is not universal every day yeah. nowadays there, there's so much hate there's so much divide there's so much whatever um and i, I think that and I, I don't i don't know if i'm getting off topic here or not but it's just a generation thing dude you look at those older yeah. people at that point in time and, and the the qualities that they have that they had brought to us in our lives growing yeah. up. It, it was a generation thing. There was a, there was a thoughtfulness with them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sure. yeah. And it, it's wholesome. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know? I mean, realistically, like, did she think that this would stick with me into my thirties that like, how, not. How, yeah. I mean, she was just being nice because I was a, a little kid and yep. she was like, Oh, this kid loves Dale Earnhardt. So I, uh, I'll bring him a diecast Earnhardt car yeah. or, or or a Dale Earnhardt watch or something like yeah. that as a, as a birthday present or something like that. And like no big deal, but like here I am almost 32 and I've still got that stuff. Yeah. It's in a tote. I'm saving that. I'm not exactly. going to sell that ever. Yeah. I'll be like Carson here. Exactly. I mean, I know you don't know who Dale Earnhardt is, but you will learn. Right. I will tell you. <laughs> Hashtag raise hell, praise Dale. You will learn, damn it. <laughs> but no, I, I think that I think that's something that just sticks with people, mm-hmm. and it's another thing to remember from our listeners is like nice people 
will always be stuck with you in terms of memories. Like you always remember the nice people that, that, that help you out yeah, or, and, or that do things for you. And, and I mean, the fact that, <laughs> I mean, and the most loving people can still be badasses. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I mean, thing. I mean, she was a barmaid. I yeah. mean, I mean, even if it wasn't American Legion, like I mean, you still got to deal with people. And I mean, you do. And and I feel like that goes with uh, like the the story of Appalachian women, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just uh, their their nurturing kindness, lovingness, and then the in the same breath, still be able to kick some ass. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Yeah. So so, what about you, man? Outside of family, who is the most influential woman in uh, your life? Um, this is a question that, that I had thrown out, uh, to Gabe in terms of, we had texted a little bit about it and we talked about this whole month and I, yeah, uh, threw this question out to Gabe and it, it stumped both of us. Um, but, uh, I was in the shower one day and I just, that's my, it's my moment of thought. It's my moment of clarity. It's in the shower. And, um, this woman had come to mind growing up um and it was a it was a good friend of mine he still is a good friend of mine on city council with gabe and i nathan wedge um you know they and and we've talked about this on the show before uh in terms of you know calling other or calling like our best friends relatives like mom or grandma or whatever like there there was a woman that just <clears throat> sticks out to me in my mind uh and we we referred to her as nan growing up um nan aka diane bragg was probably one of the sweetest ladies that you would ever encounter in your life um growing up she was always there for nathan and i and and, and it's hard for me to uh talk about her because you know she had she did have such an impact on my life because um i spent every moment at her house with her and you know my best friend nathan um and and she was always she she was just always there to talk to um she was always there to kind of pick you up if 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 you were down it's it's um she's a hell of a cook (laughs) she can make Killer ass brownies, man. She made these brownies <laughs> with powdered sugar on top. She's, I did have them one time. You did? I forgot. I did. Yeah. You, you hooked me up. Um, and you know the friendship that Nathan and I have. He, he's he's like a brother to me. And and there there were some evenings. You know, I would wake up. Uh, and this is just an example. On Christmas morning, spend Christmas with my family, and and there were some Christmases I would go and hang out with Nathan. And Nan and them at at his parents or at his his grandma's, and hang out with them on Christmas night. Mm-hmm. And you know, she would welcome me in. We would hang out, and and I guess I get it at a loss of words because she was just so compassionate and caring for who we were, and she wanted to hope and 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 pray that that she would raise us right. Mm-hmm. And this this is. I think this is an Appalachian value in itself is that it takes a village. There is a, even though I, I, you know, I was blessed to, and still consider myself blessed to grow up in a family where my mother and father are still married. You know, they, they love each other. I witnessed love every single day of my life. And, you know, to leave there 
and go spend the night with Nathan at Nan's house, mm-hmm. I would still encounter that same love. It, it wasn't like uh, I wasn't treated as a guest there. You know, I was treated was as family. Yeah, I was treated you as a grandson. grandson. If I made a mistake, Nan was there to jump my ass like she should have. <laughs> and, you know, she treated me just like she treated Nathan. And that, you know, she would tell us stories growing up um, of, of her experiences and, and would tie them in so well to what we were going through at that time in our lives. And, and it, it was just she always the funny thing is, you know, I, I live on Mount Vernon right now in Point Pleasant and, and she lived the next block down. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, anytime I walk by that house it, it, in which her, her daughter lives there now, but, uh, anytime I walk by that house, I just, I just look over and I just remember, you know, playing in that yard, you know, playing in that driveway. It, it's so funny. All the memories kind of flow back to you and, and you walk up her driveway and you can look in the front door and, and there sat Nan behind her, her countertop, you know, watching TV. <laughs> it's just one of those, she was always there. You know, and and growing up, my grandmother always sat at her table smoking a cig and drinking some coffee, hanging out. <laughs> Nan never smoked or anything, but like, she just had that spot yeah. like at her house, and and that's where she was. It was either there or in front of the computer screen playing like some like games on the internet when the internet was first like you know got big. But like, <laughs> man, she instilled so many different values in, in us uh, as kids, like. You know, caring and, and loving for one another. And, and Nathan and I would argue because, you know, it's like I said, Nathan was like or is like a brother to me. And, and we'd argue and she would, you know, step in, help, you know, be the mediator or whatever and, and steer us from right and wrong. Uh, a story that I remember just I'm going on a tangent here, but we Nathan and I, we were young. And I remember uh, she said, you know, she went to bed. And I looked at Nathan when I was like, dude, let's go walk to the end of the block and back. Like, just random, you know, yeah. random. Let's, let's leave, go walk to the end of the block and back. We leave and we come back. And we walk in that door and she's sitting there waiting for us coming in that door. And she thought that we were out there, like, talking to some girls or, like, doing something off the wall. And, and all Nathan and I did was we just walked to the end of the block and back. And you Nan there, automatically thought we were, out like, there main graffiti. What? You out there? You out there dealing heroin? <laughs> like that's what she. That's what she. She and and she chewed our ass for that man. And uh, but but you know it all falls back into this whole overall theme of of you know that that's damn dude that, that's that's what our matriarchs that's what our that's what I love about these these women from from yeah. Appalachia and these women in general man they they just put a thumbprint. On, yeah. on you, you know. Well, they they do, they do, and they make change. Yeah, you know. I mean, I know we could go into a whole another episode of just like the the positive change that women have brought to our society. Oh, dude, in the United States and yeah, in Appalachia. And yeah, I mean, realistically, they're they're they are the backbone of a lot of oh, what yeah. we have and a lot of what we do. Well, you look into today's where we society, are now. I think I think females are the backbone of any family. I think it I think it correlates mm-hmm. with, you know, they're the backbone of our country, of course. I I feel that way wholeheartedly, but yeah. I also look at e- each dynamic and yeah. females are are the backbone of a lot of families, you know. It's, I, I guess in in my experience is that it always ends up being a a female a mom all 
that that is the glue to the family that's yeah. that's holding a lot of stuff together. Yeah. In that family regard. So You're right. Um so that to to me that's important. Definitely. Something to just kinda just kinda keep in mind and especially to, as we uh celebrate or observe uh International Women's Day. Yeah. Uh, so uh, after that long talk, man. It's time for our actual favorite. Let me suit up here. Segment. Let me suit up. So, Cody, what are you drinking to? Well, we're we're on this uh, whole get up of uh, matriarchs of Appalachia, dude. Tonight, I'm I'm throwing a swig back to the misses. The misses. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to throw it back to to Kayla. That's uh, my wife. There you go. Um, you know, taking a look back and and just <clears throat> this is my ninth year of coaching varsity basketball and, and you know, hopefully some listeners understand just playing the sport of basketball, it's a grind. You know, you're playing twenty some games throughout a season, you're practicing consistently, whatever. You know, this year with, with COVID and things like that, you know, it's been a rough basketball season and we're we're two games in, but you know, and I don't mean rough in terms of, you know, players, coaches, whatever. I mean rough in terms of just being away from my daughter, being away from my family. It's it's It, it has been hard. And I know growing up uh, as a young coach, I remember other coaches being like, hey, you know, once you have a family, it's going to be a little difficult, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, me being me as a young kid, I was just like, eh, you know, whatever. It's, it's my job, whatever. Uh, and, you know, I'm experiencing that, yeah. you know. Uh, it's hard being away from your family. It's hard um, to, you know, it's like last night we were out late. We, we we had a game at home, stayed up, watched film at the school, come home, you know, kind of decompress. They're asleep. I wake up this morning at 7.30. I leave. uh hit the bus. I'm gone. I get back at, at you know, 9, 10 o'clock tonight, and it's, it's uh, you know, it's – my hat's off to her because, you know, it's got to be hard to um, raise a, a 15-month-old daughter by yourself, you know, for, for some time. Uh, I think about Monday will be gone, Tuesday will be gone, next Friday will be gone. It's just, you know, shorting the season has had an impact uh, in terms of me being around my family. I know you're in the same boat. You yeah, know, you're dealing with boat. not only basketball but wrestling and, and girls, girls basketball, basketball and things like that. Yeah. You know where I'm coming from, but you know I, I want to take a drink to my wife because, dude, she's she's held the fort down. Uh, got her second COVID shot the other day and and didn't feel the greatest, and and sadly I couldn't be here. Now my mother-in-law, love you, Chash, shout out on the podcast, um, came and and helped a little bit because she was feeling a little down. But um, you know, Kale's held the fort down and and mm-hmm. has done her thing to, you know, she's a coach's wife. She you know we're. High school sweethearts, so she knows what the coach life is like, and and she completely understands, and that's that's the cool part about our relationship. And but, you know, she's my 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 hats off to her, man. She's she's kicked ass. So cheers, man. Man, I'll I'll drink to that. Mm-hmm. All right, kicking it back to you. Yeah, I know. Give me some it's, positive news. Yeah, it's I, oh shoot, I I feel kind of. 
If you don't throw, say your throw, wife, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I hate you now, man. No, I mean, you know, I appreciate She's Alyssa. our producer. Yeah, she is our producer, and she'll tell us if we're, our episode's terrible. And then we I can't to... wait to hear her talk shit about me tomorrow. It's <laughs> my favorite. I, I, I can't wait to text you her feedback. I know. Be like, I think we're. I think this is a bad episode. And then she listens to it a little bit longer. She's like, oh, it's a good episode. It's not that bad. So, no, so I'm, well, I'm, that, that was a good one. Pertaining to tonight's episode, yeah. I, I'm going to kind of go off on a little bit of a left turn here, but um, I'm, I'm going to drink to West Virginia House Build 2025, man. Inform me. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, I know so, what it is, but yeah, I know, I know, I know. Our listeners um, here. What do you mean? House Build 2025 doesn't explain enough? Yes. <laughs> Good one. So, guys, thank you for tuning yeah. in tonight. <laughs> uh, lo- long story short, House Bill 2025 expands um, or reduces regulation for certain entities, um, particularly um, bars, restaurants, mm-hmm. and breweries, uh, to allow a honestly an overall be- better setup for those types of businesses. Um, they were restrictions that were lifted during COVID to help keep these businesses uh, afloat right. during a time yeah. when folks really couldn't get out and go to these establishments due to the lockdowns and whatnot. Right. Uh, so whether that be um, expanded outdoor seating, um, whether that be uh, delivery of even uh, alcoholic yeah. drinks, uh, just just making making things easier even for breweries. Uh, to thrive yeah. within the state of West Virginia, uh, I mean, you can go through in detail with with all of this online and whatnot. But it's it's West Virginia House Bill twenty twenty five. It's going to be very good for for a lot of a lot of small business here within West Virginia. Um, hopefully that that sticks and 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 keeps those businesses going strong. Well, man. you know, let's hit on that for a second, dude. You yeah. and I are beer drinkers. Like, yeah. Uh, you look. And I think I'd read something online. I, I could be completely wrong. Do not quote me on this. Uh, there was a town or a city in Virginia that has like roughly 20 breweries within this one area. 10 to 20 breweries. And I don't know what it was. Um, Wait, it, where at? It was in Virginia. Oh, in Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, we look at West Virginia. We have 30. We, yes. Total. Was it you that told me this the other day? It may not have been. I think we just read the same article. Okay. Well, whatever. It doesn't surprise me. Um, so one town or city in Virginia has 30 breweries located in it. West Virginia itself has 30 breweries in it. And, I mean, and... And, dude, it, it's a niche thing. Yeah, it's starting... It's, it's not really niche. even niche anymore. It's, yeah, it's 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 becoming a... Just a... It's a staple in... Yeah. And, and, and we each love of those, craft beer. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, craft beer is our staple yeah. overall. I mean, I know we... We'll drink some bush lattes, but yeah, over, I mean, more common. We're yeah. throwing back some crafties, but each of these uh, breweries within the small towns throughout West Virginia, Appalachia as a whole, really, they're staples within their community. I mean, they they hire local folks. They do a lot of community outreach. I mean, they yeah. they donate back to their community, like they're Think back I, to our Jackio's episode. Yeah, yeah. So. Exactly. Prime example. Prime example. So if we can continue to foster 
that growth within that type of industry and, and help them grow and be more sustainable. Yeah. I mean, that that's going to be better for, I mean, not only the local community, but the state as a whole. Yeah. So cheers to House Bill 2025. I hope they pass it. I hope the Senate passes it, and I hope the governor signs it. Cheers to it. So this drink to that is brought to you by River Roasters Coffee Company in Pomeroy, Ohio. Probably the coolest coffee shop in the Ohio Valley. 100%. Oh, definitely. They have yeah. the, the uh, their medium roast, man. And just their, their, their classic Italian coffees that, that their baristas are able to concoct. They uh, they bring a little bit of culture to our corner of Appalachia, that's for sure. Oh, without a doubt. So if you guys are ever in the mid-Ohio Valley, make the trip over to Pomeroy, Ohio, and check out River Roasters Coffee Company. What an episode, man. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. Um, but you know where folks can find some more quality content? Not on our Patreon. Definitely on our Patreon. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, on our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you, you can find us on Patreon uh, at What's Appalachian. You do know, since since you brought this up, we've had two new patrons enter we, the chat room. Yes, we have. We, ha- we have uh, Anthony and Matthew. Yeah, Anthony uh, and Matthew. They, they, they have joined our Patreon. Yep. So they get they to see patrons. the in-depth... Like, if you guys want to see the raw footage that Gabe and I have in terms of him and I sitting here and uh, <laughs> just BSing, <laughs> I mean, I'm t- I, like, like after we, some bush lattes, we, we've posted a, a few things so far in just this past week. I mean, and it's just us. My favorite's the one you just released <laughs> 2000s Life. I in love being nostalgic. So, like, oh, yeah, I, I love talking 2000s Life. So, you guys are going to hear about. Fat farm shoes and like <laughs> just pop culture, like and life as Cody and Gabe in junior high and high school. Uh, so for me, you, that was if really you went home, awkward. Huh? <laughs> for me, that was really freaking awkward. Yeah. So I mean, if you got off the bus, ran straight up into your into your parents' computer room <laughs> or, or into your bedroom and download this song on LimeWire. <laughs> <laughs> I did it all for the nookie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I love you so much, and I'll tell you later in our chat room on ICQ. Um, <laughs> so if you guys want to tune into that, man, we we dropped that extra episode for you guys, mm-hmm. along with what was the other episode we had dropped at that point? Um, our, our first one, which we are referring to these referring to these as flights right. because it's so different you flavors. Taste. You get a taste. Um, our, it's a variety. Our, yeah, yeah. So uh, our first flight was uh, just small town community involvement and politics. Yeah. We just kind of talk about We do get a little political in that one. Well, a little bit just small town political. We right. just kind of I mean, we we just kind of uh really you just interviewed me on kind of my Yes. my approach to becoming on city council, becoming yeah. a city councilman. There's going to be some there's going to be some other good content. I want to drop a Little spoiler here, uh, and you know, I know you won't appreciate this, but I'm going to say it anyway. My co-host was a trainer for the Denver Broncos, so like, yeah, it was. there's going to be uh, there's going to be an episode released on our Patreon uh, about Gabe's extent um, as a trainer for the Denver Broncos. Uh, he actually hung out with Von Miller and like drove around it with him. That's not true. 
<clears throat> but maybe it's not true. It's but not it, true. But there are so It's cool on our stories. Patreon. So like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll never know unless you pay us. Yeah, no. No. But, but we guys, would appreciate this. Some fun episodes <laughs> coming up that that we've that we've pre-recorded. Um, I will tell you, there's gonna be some. I am so excited for our video content that's gonna be coming out on there too. There's gonna be some good video oh, stuff coming up. That's stuff. gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty fun to record our our sound guy. If uh, you guys don't like Andy Layton, our technician, <laughs> he'll come in and and do some video stuff with us. I'll uh, go ahead and give the awkward pause and. Yep, that's Andy. Uh, it wasn't Andy. It was me. <laughs> um, but it's going to be a good time. So, guys, if, if you get a chance, check out the Patreon. Uh, the link is in our bio on our Instagram and our Facebook. Yes. Well, we have posts on our Facebook. Yep, yes. We have posts on our Facebook. So, uh, everything is Golden Pony Boy. Um, it's been a fun episode, man. Dude, just I've kinda, had a blast with this one. Just hanging out, talking about the important women in our yeah. lives. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, guys, thanks again for joining us for another week of What's Happalachian. And this is Gabe Roush signing off with Cody Greenhouse. Take care, y'all. Thank you. This episode was powered by West Virginia Can't Wait.